Um, and so really the heart of these breakfasts is obviously to connect. We know that in this season we've had so little of that that it's just great to be in the room full of people that believe in the same things. Uh, things like our country, things like great business for Jesus in the marketplace. Perhaps you're not even a church goer and you're here. Uh, I just want you to know we believe in your business too. And uh, that together we can really grow and learn from each other. Um, but the heart of these moments is to encourage each other in, in what we're doing, what we're believing for but also to learn and grow from people that are doing it well. Um, so I'm going to do my best to take some gold out of Janine today. Um, am I right in saying, you're going to help me with this, but am I right in saying that you're currently on the executive board of Unilever South Africa and you head up the food and retail. Am I right in that? Yeah. So um, we lo I look after the nutrition division for Southern Africa for Unilever and newly appointed board member as well. So, super exciting. That yeah. is awesome. Well done. That <laughs> Thank is you. incredible. Yeah. And I love this because the, the style of the guests we're going to have in these spaces is going to change, and we're just going to learn as much as we can from all of them. So, let's jump straight in. Tell us a little bit about your life, a brief version of how we arrived at this moment right now. So, born and bred in Durban, KZN. Um, actually born in Addington Hospital wow. and um, I know and my mom always jokes that that's why I love the ocean so much because I think that was the first thing I saw when I popped out was the sea. Um, grew up on the bluff and if anyone knows the bluff it was not an easy place but I, I always feel like it equipped me with skills you know what I mean so. Um, <laughs> You're in with, good company actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, probably that's why we're so resilient from the bluff eh? because we had to things. Anyway, um, went to school and um, yeah, I've got two siblings and uh, two sisters, beautiful girls. Live at, one lives in Cape Town, one lives here in Durban, so very, very lucky to have them right here. And then um, 21 years ago, met my gorgeous husband, John. Come on, give us a wave, John. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've been married for 17 years, two beautiful kids, um, live here in Palm Lakes on the North Coast. And yeah, that's pretty much where I am right that's now. That's a good summary. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you something about John just quickly, and then we'll get back to Janine. When I was, uh, as they would call them on the beach, if you're from out of town, locally, the little guys on the beach growing up are called groms or grommets. <laughs> and I don't know how that came about, but when I was a grom, um, typically the older guys on the beach can do anything they want at will to the groms on the beach. And it's not what you're expecting now. This guy would stand up for a few of us every now and again when it was crossing the line. So shout out to you, bud. You're a legend. <laughs> you really are a hero to young men. <laughs> so, all right, Janine, back to you. So your journey has led you to amazing places. That's why you're here today. We want to be inspired by it. Unilever is no small thing, and obviously the role you play is no small thing. Were there, were there passions early on? I'm interested to know. Were there passions early on, like in the bluff days maybe or in the school <laughs> yeah. days? that led you to where you are today? So, you know, and it was so interesting just thinking about the journey. And I think that people have always been such a passion of mine. Throughout my life, I've always gravitated towards people and I found myself in different leadership roles through school and, you know, different seasons. And I think for me, the one pivotal moment was, I love being creative. I was like, I'm going to study graphic design. I'm going to be a designer. And... I studied and I started working and I was sitting in front of a computer screen for like eight hours a day and I was like, I cannot, this is going to kill me. I have to be with people. And that's when I turned kind of my direction and said, I need to, whatever I can do to be working with people, I'm going to do it. And I started in sales and 
just from there on, I just, again, I just felt like every single moment, whether it was a customer, whether it was a team member, that putting people first for me was the most important thing. Um, and, I, and when I reflect on my life, it's always kind of been the, the pivotal and focal point for me. So I think that has always been my passion. And as I look back on my journey, it's always been about leading people and making people feel better when they leave me than when I kind of encountered That's them. That's awesome. I like yeah. it. Helping people feel better when they leave your presence than when they came in. That's a great goal for life. So, so you said you, you were willing to do whatever it took to go in the route of people when you found this passion kind of burning. Did that mean specific things? Like did you resign from a job or a, uh, were you studying at the time when you started saying, I'm going to go after this people thing? You know, I think if I look at my career, probably within Unilever, so I started as a sales, like as a sales rep, came in, and I think it was about also just putting my hand up for opportunities, awesome. and what was quite tough about it was that I often went from being a peer to being a, a leader of that team, and I think it comes with its own set of challenges, because yeah, you've been working with someone and, you know, moaning about whatever, and now you're like, oh, okay, now I'm, now I'm going to be the boss, okay, now how am I going to handle this? So, Bosses don't get to moan. <laughs> yeah, we don't get to moan. Um, so I think, yeah, that's, that's kind of the journey, and, and, and I think putting your hand up to do hard things is important because someone's got to do it, you know, and we have the edge because we've got God. So come on, let's give it a go. I love, I love this about <laughs> Janine. You see, you're going to catch little things about what's in always say things are caught, not taught. So you're in this room, you're with great people. You're going to catch something from people at your table. You're going to catch something from just being in this atmosphere as a church and for sure from Janine. And when I was speaking to her about this conversation, I said to her, like, what's been some of the secret to success? And we're going to go into some more detail here. But what I loved about it is you went straight to that moment where you said, mm, no big thing, just a whole lot of faithful small things. Yeah. And I just love that. So we're like, well done. Like, we want to honor you for that mm -hmm. because where you are today is an incredible, um, what, do you, what, what could I say? We, many would aspire or esteem what you, what you do. And, um, and yet you got there by just faithful steps. I think that's beautiful. I think that's cool. Let's talk about the God thing. You, you said it's yeah. the X factor. Uh, where did that all begin? How'd that happen? So I think I was very fortunate to grow up in a, house, a Christian household. So very, very grateful. Just values at the core. Um, and I remember growing up and then my parents kind of started slacking off. And I was like, no, everyone needs to get up to go to church. And then, you know, we'd go as a family. Is this on the bluff now? On the bluff, Yeah. We used to go to St. George's Presbyterian Come Church. On, no, I'm telling you, there was like a revival in that place. People were getting slain by the spirit and all these <laughs> things were happening. It was interesting times. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, so I think brought that right through. Um, and, you know, as a family, we pray together. Our children, you know, love God. And we try and use every opportunity just to, to pray um, and just to spend time with God. I still feel like we don't do enough, but, you know, we, we try our best. Um, and I think one of the big moments that I can remember was at St. George's Presbyterian, there was a prophet that came then, he, they were um, prophesying, and the guy came to me and he said, you will minister to kings and queens wow. of this land. And that has always been something my mom's reminded me of and something I've always been reminded of. And what I've realized is kings and queens means so many different things. It could be the people in the higher positions, it could be people in government, it could be anything. But I think just knowing that that was God's calling for me has been on my mind all the time. And whatever I do, I just want to make sure that I'm shining that light in any situation that I can be in. So I think, yeah, that's the God story. And he's just everything. Like he just, 
I give everything to him, you know? Like, the harder the situation, the better, because he's crushing us and pressing us to produce a new wine. He's getting us ready for the next season. And I think just as we've gone through so many challenges, I've just got closer and closer and closer, um, and he just continues to help us, you know? I just don't know how people do it without him. Honestly, I'm like, guys, come on. How do people do it without him? Yeah. (laughs) You're going through claps in the room there. Um, So, obviously, the God story began early on in your life, and we would believe many of the passions that you have are from him, for sure. Um, One of the things that you said just now was you would minister to kings and queens. So, do you see your business as ministry? 100%. Um, I think God puts us in situations so that we can shine his light and make people feel better and and bring love and compassion to moments where they don't normally exist. So good. So, and, and that was the thing. I, I kind of struggled, you know, because I'm someone, I, I want to see impact. I want to impact communities and all that. And, and I got to a space, I was saying to my husband, I feel like I'm not making an impact. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not getting to these community outreaches and, and all these things. And I actually had to go through a season where I had to realize that the impact is where I am now and, so where, and in work because there are people that are hurting. There are people that are, not feeling valued, they're people that, and they're spending so much of their time in a work environment, but they're not around people that care and are loving and compassionate. And I realized that in the season, that's my purpose right now. I so absolutely, yeah, ministry, and I think so much that I take from sermons and that literally can be used in the workplace every day, that's which awesome. is really I'm going to talk cool. about that a little bit. So um, obviously, there's, you don't have to be specific, but when you say you, you draw from sermons in the workplace, are there references you may have? And Absolutely. Like I, remember, I can't remember who preached this one, but it was all about if God can trust you with the little things, he'll give you bigger things. And it's about being faithful with little moments. You know, how are you going to show up as a leader when times are tough, when no one's looking? How are you going to treat people, you know, when no one is around? And I remember hearing that and just thinking, wow, that's so true. Like it's so important that we pay attention to the little moments where we can make an impact on people's lives. And then God kind of says, you know what, you're being obedient. I'm going to chuck you into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then before you know it, you know, you're in quite hard situations, yeah. but it's okay. You, you know, it's it. going to be okay. So, yeah. I love this. You can see the room's just going quiet just listening. I love it. <laughs> um, you love surfing as well. A little oh, detour here. Love it. Did you see the sigh? Did you see that moment of like, I wish I was in the waves right Happiness. now? Happiness. They've sacrificed much to be here this morning. Yes. Um, <laughs> so surfing, obviously uh, growing on the bluff, that wasn't an option. You had to be a surfer to, to even qualify to live there. I'm telling you, yeah. Very lucky growing so up on the bluff. So you're a surfing family, love the beach? So sadly, my daughter hates the beach, which <laughs> is really crappy because... <laughs> I'm like, I tried to drag her out there. I don't know how many times, maybe I tried too hard. Um, but fortunately, John and I surf together. So most mornings before work, we'll drop the kids at Eden Village the earliest we can so we can get to the beach for a quick paddle. I wondered what those kids were doing <laughs> waiting on the road outside. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, quick, 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 mom's got to surf. Get out, get out, get out. Um, but yeah, it's just my, it's like my happy place. And so my poor husband, I often drag him out there. He's like, you just got me here for shark baits. You don't actually want to surf with me. Um, so yeah, so we're fortunate to do that together um, in the mornings. And again, I think it's, it's also the one thing I've realized with leadership and it's about having a balance. You've got to, if you don't look after yourself, you're no good to anyone. Like you honestly Write have to make that down. set aside time for yourself. And 
I get out the water, often I'm straight into a Zoom call with wet hair and no one's surprised because they know, you know, and they know Janine's gone for a surf and she's going to be good for the day. So, yeah. I think that's so Super cool passionate. because I think sometimes we aspire to things that we see in others, but we're different to them. So we want to have the role Janine has, but we're not surfers. So we try and surf to see if we can get to the same place. It doesn't work. Or we try and suit up because we want to live in that boardroom with others. And we just not suit people. And I just love your story because it just seems so authentic. It just seems like God, God touched your life at a young age. Uh, you, you knew what was in your spirit and you went with it and you've just been faithful. And I just, again, want to say that's awesome. Like, really well done. Um, were there moments like standout moments perhaps in your career, like pivotal <laughs> moments perhaps yeah. where, yeah, you've been faithful with the small things, we get that. Uh, were there moments where just a door opened or something unlocked and you were up for it or someone? Sure. Honestly, I think probably one of the biggest moments for me was when I moved into, so before this role, um, well, I'm kind of still doing my old role at the same time. You know this term, double hatting? <laughs> well, I'm a true living example. And um, so I moved into the role of managing director for the food solutions division, which is the hospitality industry division in, in Unilever. And as I moved into that role, we were hit by the first strike we had had in I don't know how many years, and I had to navigate through that. Moving into the next stage where my, my dad sadly passed away, he had stage four cancer. Um, and then, and that was in February 2020, and we all know what happened in March 2020, where COVID literally shut down the hospitality industry. I had to lean on God in such a way because literally our turnover went to 10% overnight. Wow. Okay, and we, I've got a full team. And I had to just say, God, like, this is an impossible ask. Like, when I tell you, and that's another thing. When people tell you you can't do something, I love it when you say that because our God is a God that does Come things on. that you can't imagine. Anyway, I had to seriously lead, lean in, thought, how are we going to get through this? Long story short, I mean, literally scraping the barrel. We finished the year. We didn't have to let one person go, and we banked a profit. That's amazing. And, I, and that was my whole thing. I was like, we can't let anyone go. Like, people, you could see their spouses were losing jobs. You could just see the stress I was like, the one thing, I don't care what we do this year, but we're not letting anyone go. So we, we managed to do that. And people were saying, you're never going to not have to let people go. And I was like, no, we are going to make it. And then we still banked a profit at the end of the year. I was like, oh, my word. And then I think the cherry on top. She's about to get a whole lot of job opportunities <laughs> right down the room. Could you come join us, please? Yeah. Um, I think the cherry on top was that we were acknowledged by the global team and we were awarded the President's Global Award for, in South Africa. I mean, we are like this little blip on the map, you know, if you look at Unilever globally, wow. but they acknowledged what we had done and we had used the opportunity to get closer to customers, to be there for customers. And we had kind of turned such a nightmare into such a success. So for me, that was like, wow. Yeah, come on, you know? that's worth it. Yeah. Very exciting. That's a huge highlight in my life. Yeah. To, to, to reference that story as very exciting, it's quite unique. <laughs> yeah, we went through hell. It was very exciting. It was yeah. very exciting. <laughs> Again, I hope you catch what's, what she carries because clearly there's just something on her life. Um, so what does eventual success look like for you? Like, I mean, obviously you're climbing and there's moments and there's these breakthroughs. Is there a picture of it for you or...? You know, again, I think it's just about every opportunity that I'm given to shine the light of God, like wherever he wants me to be. And I think that's about, like, I made a decision 
a long time ago to say, I'm here for you. I'm here. And I know, I feel that I'm in the season of, in the corporate sphere, this is where I need to have an impact. Sure. But I don't know how long that will last. I think it's, what I've also realized is we can plan as much as we want. God has his own plans. So don't stress about it. So, you know, for me, success is also when I look around me, I look at people I've worked with, people come to me and say, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for trusting oh. me. That is so rewarding, like honestly. And, and also when people do say, you're never going to be able to do this. It's never going to happen. And you're like, uh-huh, it's going to happen, you know? So in terms of when I look at the end game, in terms of success, I can't tell you what that looks like. I'm just super excited for whatever comes because I just know every hardship or every crisis or anything is just getting me and, you know, people ready for the next chapter. So who knows? That is awesome. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> that is awesome. Give me some of your spirit. <laughs> um, so if you had to look for someone to take on your role, as in tomorrow, someone in this room or today, <laughs> I think it might happen, offers you a great <laughs> opportunity, and you have to replace yourself in the workplace, who are you looking for? So it's so interesting you say that because in the beginning of this year, I said to my husband, I said, I don't know why, but I know that halfway through this year, there's going to be change. Oh, wow. I just, I don't know what it is. And we've been saying this for a while. And I, I just started praying because I knew there would be change in my current position. So already I started praying for my successor. I said, God, please, I pray that someone will be able to take over from me, the right person. Because let's face it, he planned for me to move into this role. And it's, you know, it's all part of his plan. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is someone to have a heart for the people. So that is the most important thing, number one. Um, and then I also just think someone that has the ability and the kind of tenacity to lead through hard times. Because mm. if anyone thinks things are going to get easier, sorry, have you been like living under a rock? Because it, unfortunately, guys, it's not going to happen. We have to be equipped with tools and values to help us get through you know, these, these hard moments. So yeah, someone with integrity, someone with the heart for the people, resilience, um, someone like that. So, yeah. What's her, what's her secret? What's, her, what's the value that stands out most in Janine? Really, yeah? <laughs> she keeps herself healthy. That is awesome. From a husband, that's a gift. <laughs> that's cool. Um, I, I can hear loud and clear that your story is one of resilience and tenacity. So... Um, for the person that steps into those shoes, I, I can imagine you, you, you want to put them through something pretty testing before they <laughs> even, even start. All right. That is cool. If you could change one thing, we're starting to come to a close. Everyone go, oh, because I love these conversations. And I know that you need to get to the workplace and go and build something beautiful. So I'm going to honor your time. Um, if you could change one thing in your industry, what would it be? I think for more industries to work together for a common goal, because I think everyone is driving their own agenda and a lot of industry or companies see each other as competition, but they need to pause and actually say, we all actually want the same thing. And can we not, you know, work together? So a perfect example is we driving this whole thing around, you know, what's what you're eating, the healthiness, try eat more plants, da, 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 da. But if we're the only company shining about it, how are we ever going to change kind of the health landscape. If we were speaking about it, other, 10 other companies are speaking all the same message. Look at the impact that we could have. So I think for me, that's the one thing. And, and what is great is that in the role that I'm in now, I'm going to have the ability to start these conversations. That's that awesome. excites me. So 
I think that's the one thing I'd change, that's which amazing. I hope I can change in some So collaboration, way. like some form of... Absolutely. Come on, I think yeah. that deserves a hand because that is a big... Yeah. Yeah, we're better together. We've always said that as a, as a church. We're better together. And uh, I hope like as a church even that our language with you is collaborative. Absolutely, I hope that yeah. we show up more in your world and I hope that you guys show up more in our world. I think it's yeah. good for all of us to show up more in each other's worlds. I've certainly seen that just being present in somebody else's world, God can do something amazing. Yeah. So um, I, I love that. What is, your, um, what is your most consistent prayer over our nation? You know, I think the youth is a big thing. Um, I think what worries me is when I look around and I think, are they being brought up with values? So many youth are in broken homes. They don't have a proper parental structure. Even children that are in stable homes are exposed to so much. And what is, that is the future of our nation. So I think the biggest prayer for me is, you know, about our children and about how can we also influence younger people that are not our children? How can we kind of instill those values? Because unfortunately, in a lot of schools, it's not being done. And everything's okay. Everything's just painted gray, you know, yeah. like there's no black or white. And I think we're losing the essence of pure values that gets people through, um, you know, hard times. So I really think that is my prayer for this nation is that our youth can obviously know the Lord and just having that core value structure from the beginning, because that is what's going to get them through and help them make the right decisions in life. That is awesome. Yeah. And we're going to partner with you on that for sure. We believe that too. Um, I was just thinking as you were speaking, there's this story, obviously, you know, David and Goliath, big mm. giant, small boy. Um, but there's this moment in the story that God's really been reminding me of so much. And as I sit with you again, it's almost like he's showing it to me again. When Saul gives David his armor and he says, there we go, take this armor, you're good for it. And David puts it on and it says he feels uncomfortable. He doesn't mm. feel at ease mm. in it. And he actually throws it off and goes to war against a giant no one else is willing to face with nothing. Yeah. Um, just light. And God's been showing me that there really is a new day uh, for leadership. Yeah. And the things that we wore yesterday are not the things we'll wear today. In fact, they will weigh us down. Yeah. And so when I listen to your story, I mean, there's so many factors. Growing up on the bluff, or maybe some would say that's a guaranteed blessing. I don't know. But <laughs> um, marrying John. <laughs> no, I'm just... Absolutely. But you know what? You're a woman in business in our country, um, and you're defying the odds. And for me, it's just screams of a leadership mantle that's on your life that is not to be carried on the expectations of old. It's fresh, it's unique, it's new. And, uh, and I hope that we can catch some of that. Perhaps some of us are wearing old armor and we just need to take it off and catch some of what's on this generation of leaders that are going to shift things. And I just want to say, I'm going to do a little bullet round with you now, but we're going to pray that you do have unparalleled permission and influence in this season in Unilever. And that, oh, I'm going to get emotional, but that the kings and queens God puts you before, that their hearts would be so wide open that we do see change. Amen. Thank you. Amen. All right, bullet round. Have you guys enjoyed this? <laughs> okay, what is bullet round? I'm going to give you either or. Oh, no. <laughs> they're you super didn't tell simple. me about this. I okay. never would. They're, they're super simple. It's just going to be nice. We just want to get to know you a little bit better. All righty. Sun or snow? Sun. Given. Okay. <laughs> Meat or veg? Meats. <laughs> she's torn. She's, I know. She's promoting plants at I Unilever. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Fast or slow? Fast. 
Like, I'm, I'm, my pace is like this. Like, I'm like all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> no, John's like, babe, can you just slow Pray down? Slow it down. <laughs> Pray for shark bait. I'm going to call you shark bait from now on, babe. <laughs> Beach your bush. Not even going to answer that one, yeah. My apologies. <laughs> Johnny Cash or Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson. <laughs> Any Love Johnny Cashes in the room? Let me know the Johnny Cashes over Jack Johnson's. <laughs> All right, just a couple. And the last one, John or Jesus? No, I'm just kidding. You can't choose. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus gave me John, so it's There okay. we go. Can we please just appreciate Janine today? <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. Um. We're going to part ways and get to work. It is 8 o'clock on the dot. How good is that? Here's just a little gift from us, just a little something. Um, thank you for being here. But I'd love it if I could ask us all to stand and... Um... Eric Hardy, you know what's going to happen here, but... Eric Hardy, come and, uh, come and pray for this moment and, um, and Janine and our family of business people. Oh, thank you, Father, just for this moment. Thank you for Janine, what you've put inside of her, the inspiration, the encouragement, um, and just the favor on her life, Lord. And I thank you most of all, Lord, that you've actually just, there's been a word spoken this morning that would have ministered or spoken to people. It could just be a phrase that you've been, that they've caught. Um, but yeah, I just thank you that we are inspired by what people are doing in a very challenging environment. And as Janine said, it doesn't look like it's going to get easier. And when we read the Word of God, we see challenges ahead. But I just thank you that as a kingdom people, that we are so well equipped and uh, that we are so well encouraged for the future. So I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.